free bird, free bird up in the sky. I'm a free bird. Oh, I'm flying high. Look at me, mama. I'm a big old free bird. No, they can't keep me down. I won't stay on the ground because I'm a free bird. Look at me now, Mom. Well, 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 if it isn't my little spring garden and nesters. Thanks for coming back. And if this is your first time here, welcome and Alvider Zane. I'm Matt Penridge, and I'm the creator and host of the sketch comedy podcast you've stumbled upon. If you like it, you should go back and start from the beginning and just binge the whole dang thing. The episodes are short. Speaking of episodes, this is the 10th episode of season one. Take that, Russia. Anywho, let's start the show. It was my fiancé's birthday. In front of her was a red velvet cupcake with a single used birthday candle jutting out from the frosting. I lit the candle, then serenaded her with the traditional American birthday song. I caught a wave and improvised a third verse upon sensing the right moment. I ended the song. She... Took a deep breath. <gasps> she paused. Her eyes found mine. They tried to tell me something. Perhaps it was a warning. But unfortunately, they were pulled back to the cupcake too quickly. She closed her eyes. She made a wish. She blew out. The candle. Smoke billowed from the extinguished flame and filled the room with the familiar waxy odor that signals the end of a birthday ritual. Her eyes scanned the area as if expecting something magical to happen. It didn't. She seemed disappointed. I wondered to myself, what had she wished for? Eventually, we went to bed. I woke up the next morning and peeked under the blanket and... Well... It... Was bigger! Not much, imperceptible to the naked eye, but... It... Was definitely, for sure, slightly, just a little... Bigger. I woke up my fiancé and asked, Did you wish for my beans to get bigger? What? She responded, annoyed that I woke her up so early on her day off. Did you use your birthday wish to make it? Bigger, I asked, 
No, she insisted and then added, but why? I mean, is it bigger? Well, slightly, I admitted, like a millimeter in both directions. She rolled back over. And I'm pretty sure she mumbled. Next time, I'll be more specific. This next one goes out to all those American billionaires out there. You know who you are. The courage you've all shown during this pandemic by growing your collective net worth by damn near one trillion American dollars is inspiring. And it just reaffirms my belief that I too may one day live the great American dream. Just gotta find those bootstraps. I am Charles von Runderton, the Earl of Tweedenborough, and I am 256 years old. In 1786, an horrific ice accident befell my manor. I was frozen quite alive. I was forthwith lost at sea, where I floated with purpose for 231 years. I was poured from the savage brine by a fisherman who immediately sold me to a wealthy telephone application tycoon. This young titan of industry put my frozen body on display like a real-life Han Solo, a war hero of years missed. He grew bored of my aesthetic value and sold me to a research team. My flesh and bone was thawed in what can only be described as an excruciatingly long, intensely painful, and surprisingly intimate process. The scientists were shocked I survived. I was not. I am the Earl of Tweedenborough. The sheer force of my willpower kept me alive, not my privilege. An heroic lesson this current generation of premature adults should take note of. Adversity is a blessing, not a killer. Unless it kills you, in which case, it is a blessing. I am told the word peasant is no longer in vogue, a token of politeness to pacify the delicate flowers that constitute the non-ruling class. So here we are, not calling the peasants peasants. Let me tell you, God chooses whom are peasants and whom are not peasants. And hard fact henceforth coming, the life of a not peasant is no cakewalk. We are born with the immense burden of not needing to work. Unlike peasants, our work ethic is not handed to us on a silver platter. We have to earn it. The duties of an earl are strenuous. An earl must watch over their lands. An earl must collect taxes, of which their cut is a measly one-third for the trouble. One-third. An earl is technically responsible for leading the king's army during wars, though I entrusted those duties to Jerry. Anywhom. My point is, no matter what you call them, peasants need to work. How else will they eat? Should we just say, here you go, peasant. Here's a free meat sandwich. I suppose that would work, assuming your intention is to make them even lazier. Well... I say no thank you, and also, 
Let the peasants work. I say that too. Sincerely, Charles von Runderton, the Earl of Tweedenburg. Spring Garden and Nefsters, thanks a trillion for listening. If you're playing along at home, the first sketch, Birthday Wish, was written by Matt Penridge, a.k.a. yours truly, and it was performed by the incomparable Donald Rydell. Let the Peasants Work was also written by me, and it was performed by the ravishingly talented Travis Pelto. It featured a custom, custom, handcrafted score by the brilliant Astar Cohen. Well, this is the end of episode 10. And you probably didn't know this, but it's actually the end of season 1. Yep, this is the finale. That's what they call an old bait and switch. Anyway, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you. And if you've listened to a few episodes, I super appreciate it. And if you've listened to all 10 episodes, heck, that really warms my ham. What also warms my ham is all the incredibly talented people who helped make season one possible. We're talking Molly Alampi, Trevor Brown, RJ Cash, Mary Beth Colbix, Katie McGraw, Travis Belto, Donald Rydell, Caitlin Shea, Jen Sosha, Mitch Sosha, Julia Schroeder, and the band Hawkinson. So thanks again, everyone. The season was really fun for me. I really enjoyed um, putting all of this together, and I sincerely hope you enjoyed listening to it. Um, yeah. Spring Garden and <laughs> Let's get to our first story. <laughs>